1: for Doctor Who news and reviews. I'm Matthew Toffolo. I'm joined by Billy Garrett-John. Hello. And we're chatting about Doctor Who. We're talking about Doctor Who cartoons. But first, before we go into Doctor Who animations of Dreamland and Infinite Quest, mm. we've got to do some news stuff. We've
0: got to do some news. Uh, I mean, the main thing to talk about really would be Russell signaling that these spin-offs are Yes, happening. that was
1: in GQ magazine, wasn't it? was it?
0: in GQ magazine. Matthew, I have the interview with me right now. Oh. Um, Very good. And it goes something like this. Um, Russell was mentioning how when he left Doctor Who, uh, nobody was there to kind of do spin-offs yeah. or cared about them or yeah. whatever the situation might be. So he I, think,
1: f- I think he mentions that the money wasn't really there, like the money needed to be focused on the main programme. And- exactly.
0: Yeah. Uh, so he said, uh, so I thought with no criticism whatsoever towards the people who were running it at the time, which absolutely... I'm sure he was thinking, I need to say that to stop people being assholes about yeah. this <laughs> on Twitter, specifically Twitter. Um, uh, I mean, to be fair,
1: we yeah. did get a spin off under Stephen Moffat, didn't we? We got class.
0: Yeah, but I think he means ones that aren't shit. <laughs> <Generally>. <laughs> Good ones. Uh, it was time for the next stage of Doctor Who. I thought the streaming platforms were ready, the spin-offs were ready. I always believed in spin-offs when I was there. I did Torchwood as a spin-off. I did Sarah Jane Adventures as a spin-off. Those spin-offs declined when I left, and I can see why. And very much after 2008, when the money became scarce, I think that's fair enough when the public service broadcaster and then Disney Plus come along, and he's like, let's do this. So I guess that doesn't necessarily mean By the way, you're getting 12-plus spin-offs over the next two years. But it means that they're at least talking about it and that is at least part of the Disney Plus-verse.
1: Well, I mean, I was reading, uh, literally in bed last night, I was reading Doctor Who magazine, and it was Scott Hancock's production notes, and he mentioned that- Friend of the show. he, He mentioned that Russell- had got him to research something for two years' time. Right. And he's like, wow, you know, they're really thinking ahead. They've got a proper game
0: plan. I hope so. Yeah. Um, well, we've got a game plan and we're thinking ahead as well. Yeah. Because, oh, oh, and season nine came out on the collection sets. Yeah, I
1: mean, and that already feels like setting up a spin-off with... Do you reckon with Joe Grant? The Joe Grant adventures.
0: Yeah, but... Joe Jones, You're even. only saying that... I mean would if if they replaced season 9 with season 2 in the running order everybody would be saying Vicky's about to get her own spin-off set in Roman <laughs> in, times ancient Greece but it's not going to happen uh, I mean that would be cool but I
1: think I I think that's actually a shame that they didn't do that that yeah, we, they didn't the
0: Joe Jones adventures yeah yeah She's getting all her big spin-off spin-offs now anyway Oh, gosh she's doing everything bits and bobs yeah Katie Manning's all over the place, as we know. And God bless her for it. Yeah. Um, So we have got some spin-offs of our own to pitch, Matthew. Yes. Uh, I will say out loud, rights reserved, Rod Productions or whatever. Yeah,
1: I've got one that I'm particularly like...
0: Yeah, I've got a couple. I'm like, oh, I hope they don't nick it, now. Yeah. Because we've had our ideas nipped by the BBC before. Mm. And we know. know. (laughs) Um, So, do you want to go with your first one?
1: uh yeah so my first one so we had to think of four didn't we
0: think of four one had to be an animation
1: one had to be an animation well the animation is the one that i'm most proud of so okay. i'm gonna leave that to last okay um so first off we've got cooking with shock Shockeye <laughs> takes us through all the ways to cook oh, different that's... things oh. throughout doctor who land with I... real contestants and if they get it wrong they get served for dinner.
0: I'll oh, bet you made it like a right because <laughs> I've taken it seriously.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I feel Well, means, I've taken a couple seriously. This is,
0: no, but this is like Can't Cook, Won't Cook, Red Dwarf edition is basically what you're picturing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then when they do the
1: Cannibal edition, yeah. Tabitha and... Um, oh, they come on as special come guests. On. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: We're used to the, the taste of each other, so... Yeah, there we are. Best yeah. way to... <laughs> carve a breast of the nose. Fuck off. Right, go on. What's your next one?
1: Uh... Next one is uh, this is a bit of a cheat because mm. Big Finish have already done it,
0: but I didn't I didn't mention that in the rules. so That is fair true. Enough.
1: So I've always th- thought it was a shame that we didn't get to see more of Unit in the nineties. So yeah. I would love to have seen uh, a Brigadier Bambera okay. series, but I think obviously use Angela Bruce now.
0: Yeah, I'm just cooking with shocker. Sorry.
1: Use Angela Bruce now and maybe she's got her own separate division yeah, yeah, of unit yeah. Yeah. that I think they'd be a bit more, she was a really feisty and gung-ho, mm. you know, obviously Kate Stewart's a bit more sciencey-sciencey. cardboard And that. Yeah. Uh, so I think this would be more like, there's a, there's a series called The Bad Batch from Star Wars.
0: Yeah.
1: And they're like a, 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 a hit squad of clone troopers. Mm. And I think it would be like that. Okay. It would be, or be like Suicide Squad. She'd be like the Amanda Waller right. who like runs the show and yeah. she's got like hem different soldiers from around the world that
0: know how to deal the with it. Shoulders? Soldiers are related to Doctor Who? Uh,
1: I mean, it could be. Or is because this like Graham
0: they- and... Joe coming in from the. Oh no! You, you, group.
1: I think you'd need some actual people who could do something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> people who got on my back. Right. Yeah, sorry. All right. Well, you've done two. I'll do two. Uh, space Security Service. It's Terry Nation's The Destroyers. Pilots Ooh. Without the Daleks in it. Right. Uh, and it's Sarah Kingdom. Yeah. And Mark Seven. And, and, a, man <laughs> and a, a man called Tarrant. And a man called Tarrant and or Avon probably. Yeah. Um, and it's them. You know, it's the space opera spin-off. Yeah. uh, And that is how you get in all the monsters that won't make it into the main series. Yeah. But when they need a monster of the week, you can say, oh, no, it's a Tractator. Oh, no, it's a Pteroleptil. But aesthetically, maybe not in terms of how it's shot. I mean, if you wanted to go the whole hog, you could do it as a Mm. studio-based multicam thing and make it really fun. Uh, A bit like all the stuff they were playing with on... um, one Division, is that what it was called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's basically aesthetically looks like a sixties sci fi show. Okay. All their uniforms yeah, are sixties. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The spaceship is sixties. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. Yeah. So that's your kind of fun okay. run I'm
1: sort of imagining it more like Andor, where everything is everyone's got seventies haircuts, but in this sixties haircuts Big time. And, and all the uniforms are Beehives. Very much, yeah. You
0: know, close but, crop sort of things going but it's on. It's all
1: shot in H D Exactly. And, you know. Yeah.
0: And then some weird alien hippie with glasses on comes out of the trees and goes, here, have a smog it is, man. <laughs> and they're like, it's a communist. We must kill him. <laughs> um, but yeah. Smoking Varga pants. From, from your suit to your, you know, sensorites, anyone that isn't going to make it into the main show. Yeah. Like, suit Tech could be the big bad of the first series. Mm. But, you know, anyone that isn't going to transition over, you've got lots to choose from. I mean, I'm surprised we've got Beat the Meep in the main series before Beat the Meep appeared in... So else yeah well
1: that is true because beat the meat feels like a sarah jane adventures absolutely
0: absolutely um the other one uh my second one is torchwood 1989.
1: oh it's manchester
0: right 1989. he
1: really did think seriously about these
0: things i I didn't (laughs) i've got it all written down the thatcher government is on the brink right the raves are just starting yeah probably in barnes in the west country and terror stalks the very likely cobbled streets of the Northwest. Um, it is eat your heart out, gore, sex. It's it's if it's a sin was set in Manchester, mm. but instead of AIDS it was weevils. <laughs> <laughs> Basically is what it is. Um, and it's all like it's all the kind of neon of yeah. the nightclubs and the hacienda yeah. and People getting brutalized on cobble streets in Manchester and it's, <laughs> And then a Weevil turns. And up. then a Weevil turns. <laughs> <out>. <laughs> and uh, you know, it's like but it's episodes like, oh, this new drug, man, has started to get out onto the streets mm. and stuff, and it's yeah. you know, like damaged goods. Yeah. And it's yeah, yeah. that sort of era. Cool. And it's cause you know, because you can seep yourself in the reality of it yeah. and stuff. And that is your opportunity, Russell, to get all your all your, your cocks and weevils out of the way. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, so my my penultimate one yeah uh, technically isn't my idea it was mm. Annie's idea because okay. I couldn't I couldn't think of any I'm not really good with spin-offs because yeah. I'm not really in the spin-off mindset no, I'm no, quite no. envious of some of your ideas because <laughs> that one was pretty good and so was the other it. one. take uh, uh, so it so Annie said how about a uh, aerobics fitness class with Bonnie Langford as Mel
0: um, but Half but at the end she has to be menaced by something. And scream. and has to hit that, yeah. that note and then go into the theme tune. Yeah. As long as but it's a different monster that comes through the wall every week. Yeah. Oh no, it's uh it's um <laughs> what's the one from the Twin Dilemma? Mestor. It's Mestor! <laughs> blah, 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 blah. You know. Yeah, I like that, yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh but the one that I actually put thought into. This is your one. But the one that I really like, my animation, mm. is uh Frobisher's Detective Agency
0: yeah
1: fully animated it looks like Batman the Animated Series Mm. it's all film noir Mm. but it's as weird and wacky as an episode of Animaniacs great and it can be completely off the wall yeah it can be slightly serious but then it just goes batshit breaking the fourth wall breaking the fourth wall yeah he's got uh, a sidekick called John Smith who's played by Colin Baker nice Uh (laughs) I love that. Yeah, <laughs> it's it, it's cool. Yeah, he's like his chauffeur. Yeah, he drives him around town, helps him out doing sure. bits and bobs.
0: Yeah, yeah. I like the sound of that. Yeah, that is your top and most of the popular. That most is yeah. Forever Show investigates. I want to see fan art for all of these, by the way. There we go. I want to I want to log on Twitter within the, a day or two and see people putting together beautiful photo collages of our of our ideas. Uh, my next one, I will picture also my cartoon. Right. The thrilling adventures of Jenny. Jenny who? Jenny who? Oh, his daughter? Yeah. All oh, right. But, in the first episode, she's got a parcel. I, and it's a robot dog. <laughs> and, and it's K-9 and Jenny. Right. And they rip around the universe. Yep. And they... That was
1: another one that I've thought of as an animation. It would be good as a K-9 series.
0: Yeah, but I think you need somebody anthropomorphic yeah. to sort of do shit. Yeah. And I think, it, you know, it would be helpful to have somebody established from the series. And it's like, you know, maybe... Ignore the big finish continuity because nobody listened to those box sets. But within all a the week, comic books, all the comic books.
1: Oh, we share comic books. She's in some Titan comic books. Oh no! Within a <laughs> week of her j-
0: jetting off at the end of the Doctor's daughter, yeah, Ten has sent her a canine to look after her.
1: But he doesn't know she's alive, does she? Does uh, he? No, he doesn't. know. Uh, he he she's finds
0: alive. out through the times, through tomorrow's times, right? That she's doing something.
1: And he he thinks to himself, well, if I couldn't even be asked to visit my granddaughter... Do you know what? And I actually was partly involved in, you know,
0: having a born... If the, you know, he hasn't got visitation rights. She might be trying to get over some stuff. Yeah. There might be some daddy issues going on. Right. Especially if your daddy daddy was also the doctor. Yeah. And then turned into this doctor. And then that doctor marries you. There could be all sorts of stuff. Maybe we
1: should just do Jenny who's therapy sessions. Maybe, yeah. Mm.
0: God, let's hope she isn't pregnant. Um <laughs> and then the last one I've got is I wanted an anthology series. Right. Because I love anthology shows. I love Tales from the Unexpected and Inside Number 9 and all that yeah. kind of stuff. So I've got The Black Scrolls. No. Stories from the Dark Times. No. And it's Basically, Game of Thrones. Yeah, it's that sort of era of time all through the universe. Maybe they've got rudimentary space travel, but it's less tits and more great vampires.
1: Right. I mean, vampires. You have to have tits. Uh, there has to be cleavage and bosom when you have vampires. There involved. wasn't
0: an awful lot of that in State of the K though.
1: Oh, the what's her name, Camilla? She's got her tits up she to got her neck. Does
0: one walk out? Yeah. All right, I. I, I have to be honest, I wasn't looking, Matthew. I, you know, I was paying <laughs> attention to the story and Terence Dix's wonderful writing. Um, Take the Kothaka. Those are my <laughs> ideas anyway. So, you know, I, I want to see some... some uh, <laughs> massive tits on that. Some back. massive... Some, no, because then people will draw them. Um, I want to see some nice fan art of our ideas. Mm. Putting them into a nice little tight package so BBC Studios can, can nick them as well. Yeah, very good. Uh, but anyway, coming up right now, uh, oh, uh, by the way, who won this, Matthew? Uh don't know. Tell me who won it. Their name is. Ta, 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 I'm going to select ta. it at complete random. And their name is, because you left me your address, Sam Banks. You have won this fantastic well done, Sam. big finish CD set, and it is on your way to you.
1: Congratulations. And uh, Jonathan did listen to the podcast. You mentioned it. So. There you go. There we go. Um, enjoy that, Sam.
0: Enjoy what's going to come up now, which is our chat as well. About Oh, oh shit.
1: Russell T Davies. He said something else, didn't he? Oh, oh Doctor
0: Who was in Bristol. Hang on. We, we, I, oh, right. Okay. I watched, so Do-
1: I, I watched Doctor Who being filmed in Bristol. I went
0: up as well the same day. Did you see anything? Not really. Neither did I. No. Yeah. Um, Everything that was worth seeing, I saw on Twitter <laughs> hours later. Much closer. And yeah, in much better quality than my eyes could have made out from yeah. the other side of the road. Yeah, but
1: yeah. well, I, I, I went through the filming like, mm-hmm. as they were sort of setting up shots. We walked through the road because they let us go. So they were when, very nice.
0: When it when it goes out, you can say I walked on that cobble. Yeah, maybe within a quarter of an hour of uh, Millie Gibson doing the same.
1: Yeah, but it was it was with Annie's parents, so mm. they were so they were all excited that like, oh wow, we'll be able to see this road that we walked on on in Doctor Who sure. when it comes out next year. Uh, and my uncle was going to buy a flat at the end that of that road. road. I was so annoyed. I was like, Mario, if you'd have bought that flat, I could have been up there now. But I know that you said to
0: him sort of behind, you know, closed doors, like if, if you stay closer to Paul McGann, it's better for, for all oh, of Oh, that is true. So, yeah,
1: he is closer to Paul McGann. There you go. That, is, yeah.
0: There's that triangulated Paul McGann's location enough. We might, might have doxed Paul McGann, yeah, never but
1: know. never know. Uh, yeah, Russell T Davies, mm. he said he'd like to see all of Classic Doctor Who on or iPlayer. play
0: iPlayer. And do you know what? I have seen, I think it may have been renewed, but we were in the pub not long ago. Yeah. And we looked on our phones and oh my god Britbox says it's going to lose classic who on a particular date mm. that may have just been for that moment a placeholder date yeah but it seems to me that it makes perfect sense stick all of it on iPlayer mm. because that interview seemed to him be Russell basically saying it makes zero sense for it to be spread yeah here there and everywhere if you bring it all together does that also mean that worldwide Disney plus gets all of classic uh, that who? was
1: what I was going to say Maybe it has got like an exclusivity for mm. a little while. And then after, I guess maybe Disney Plus will see how well Doctor Who is doing. And maybe they'll be like, we want a bit more of this.
0: Can we have some old Yeah, maybe old they'll stuff. say, okay, we'll do the new stuff and up to 2005. Yeah. And then if people really dig it, then we'll do 89 to 63.
1: Yeah. That'd be cool. That'd but be what cool. about the film? What about the movie? That's on Box, isn't it though? Uh,
0: I think it is. Mm. I think so. so. Maybe that's all right. Well... I kind of imagine that Russell has been basically going because, you know, he came into the situation in 2004, 2003, whenever it was when he started having proper meetings with yeah. me, and was like, right, what have we got? And they're like, we haven't got the Daleks, we <laughs> yeah. can't do any of the TV movie stuff and so he's like, oh shit, right. So I bet he's come into it now and gone, let's just sort all this out yeah. so that I don't have to deal with it and nobody else that comes up behind me has to deal with it. Yeah. Let's just get all this sorted now. So I would not be surprised if, all of that is put to bed yeah. and we can get a TV movie TARDIS, which would be wonderful and is all I want, really, mm. in life. <laughs> um, and we can get a, you know, we can get the Canal Studios thing to chill out and we can get proper movie Daleks and yeah, and a Cushing figure or something like that. That would be cool. Yeah. That would be cool.
1: So, yeah, who knows? That would be really nice to have people, for people to have access to that.
0: Without having to pay for it. Yeah, for the, for the, the library. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, fingers crossed. I mean, as of us recording, none of this has been confirmed. God, who knows? Things might change in three days between now, <laughs> and, now and then because Doctor Who is moving ever so quickly.
1: It is. It's bonkers, it really. Is.
0: And you think, like, even like tonight, as of us recording this, I think the BBC Doctor Who Twitter is reaching William Hartnell in its because it's been tweeting back oh yeah and everyone's sort of thinking oh, it's been doing this uh, every day for yeah. the last however long so maybe even when I check my phone now we'll have a 16th Doctor and that will have happened have
1: they done what's her chops Joe Martin yet
0: Is no she... they didn't include Joe Martin as part of the rundown actually
1: no. Oh. well she would be before William Hartnell
0: maybe Joe Martin's today maybe
1: who knows I'll who check who knows does that even count anymore? Yeah, that's what I want to
0: know. Well, fucking anything could happen. In the anniversary <laughs> special. We don't know. God, will will the, the the timeless children just be undone like that? Maybe. You never know. Yeah. We, you know, some people I'm sure will be thinking we can, but hope. But other people, I mean, are thinking, come see, come saw. Tardis here, Tardis there, Tardis everywhere. It doesn't really matter. Mm. <laughs>
1: Anyway, it was us chatting about Infinite Quest and Dreamland. Enjoy. See you later. Hello and welcome back to the Review of Death, yeah. a Doctor Who podcast, yeah. your fortnightly home for Doctor Who news and reviews. And I am Matthew Toffolo. Yeah. And this is Billy Garrett John. Yeah. And today, yeah. we're going to be talking about what Mad Doctor Who animations.
0: I tell you what, what a weird period in history that yeah? we've just zapped ourselves back to.
1: I know. I was quite surprised. I, it, well, yeah, the whole thing was pretty, pretty bonkers. Yeah.
0: I mean, you know, we're doing this because. David Tennant rules supreme. Yeah. And this is, in all likelihood, his last sort of massive swing at I'm Doctor Who. Yeah. So why not go back and look at the weird minutiae of his... Yeah, these little curios. Yeah, these weird sort of periods of time. Yeah. So we're looking at The Infinite Quest and Dreamland Mm. today, which is all very exciting. Um, Just off the top of your head... Yes. Can you remember those two... Animations coming out. Obviously, they're about sort of two years or a year and a half apart. Yeah. So I can, I
1: remember um, the Infinite Quest better.
0: Yes. Because obviously it was part
1: of Totally Totally Doctor Doctor Who. Who, Yeah. Um, So that had well, I say I remember it better. I can remember them being on the programme. But then when we watched it the other day, yeah, I was like, fuck me, I can't remember any of this. Same,
0: exactly the same.
1: Dreamland. Again, I can't really remember. I had to look it up, like mm. how it was released, because mm. I can't really remember how this happened. Mm. And I guess I must have watched it. Yeah, same. But I, I have no memory of it I at have, all. No, I no. sort of vaguely remembered the start. Yeah. And then everything after like the first five minutes. That's the same for new. both of them for me.
0: Yeah. I don't think I ever finished Infinite Quest. Right. I definitely didn't finish Dreamland. I don't think I've ever finished Dreamland. No, no. but I, I think. I mean, the animation put me off to start with. But right. We'll, we'll get there. Yeah. Um, but The Infinite Quest, we'll start with that. Yeah. We'll go through The Infinite Quest. Yeah. Uh, between a broadcast between the 2nd of April and the 29th of June, 2007. Mm-hmm. That was the 12 weeks that totally Doctor Who was on air. Uh, but there was a 13th segment, obviously, to bring it up to 13 episodes of Doctor Who. 13. Uh, three and a half minute segments of The Infinite Quest. Mm -hmm. But you could only watch segment 13 if you watched the Omnibus edition, which went out on the 30th of June. Right. Which was the same day as last of the Time Lords. Right. So this was broadcast earlier in the day. Right. So there's no way you would have actually been able to finish it without watching watching it all the way through from the start. Yeah. And Um, and
1: I think, I mean, you can, watching it as a whole mm, thing, mm, you can, it feels narratively, very yes li- it feels like little snippets it does and you sort of think oh okay but at the same time i think it does work better as a whole piece it's
0: a weird sort of mix of those it's really weird me. yeah because you watch it and you think i mean like, this is more cohesive as a whole yeah but then you've got segments that are more talky than others yeah and you are mentally sort of chopping it up into three and a half minute parts. Yeah. Thinking, okay, that's where that's the, the cliffhanger the was. Yeah. That's where that cliffhanger was. And although Dreamland was also cut into segments, it was yeah. cut into six episodes. And you can also sort of see where those, you know, different breaks lie. Yeah. This, I feel like it's more to the detriment of the story than for Dreamland. Yeah,
1: Dreamland, I think, plays as, I mean, Dreamland... I know we're getting ahead of ourselves yeah. but watching it I was like this would have been an episode of Doctor Who uh, we'll get there oh interesting we'll get
0: there. Okay, we'll get there. okay. get um, current Doctor Who script editor Scott Hancock Yay. friend of the show is credited as production runner right on the Infinite Quest wow James Goss is credited as producer yeah um, and it was animated by Firestep now I want to kind of discuss this right because it looks a lot like Cosgrove, Cosgrove Hall. Hall, yeah. Even down to there's a particular angle that they get tenant from with the way his lips move. Yeah, and I'm like, that is basically the Trantin animation from the invasion. Interesting. And I'm wondering whether or not maybe art was shared between the two of maybe. them. but there's nothing that I could find. No, interesting. Because uh, I actually
1: thought all the way through, oh, this is
0: Cosgrove Hall. Exactly. But clearly not. Uh, they're still in business. They're under a different name now uh but uh they also produced the browser games Eye of the TARDIS and that. Doctor in a dash can't remember I don't any know of these. if anybody out there can remember that, but they were responsible for those, for those. two okay. browser games as well uh, this, this art was used for the Top Trumps game as well wasn't it it was it was also used was it not used for the Doctor Who comic strip maker possibly that was like a browser thing that was yeah. on the website for a bit as well um Star, i mean it's got a pretty good cast this yeah Anthony Head, yeah. obviously, as Balthazar, the yeah. main villain. Uh, Lisa Tarbuck. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who plays the ship, the, the pirate. pirate captain. Yeah. Or who had previously appeared in Plague of the Daleks, a big Finnish audio drama. Right. And was also interviewed for Doctor Who Live The Next Doctor. Oh. Little plug. That is the next (laughs) Patreon-exclusive commentary that's coming up. So we're going to subject ourselves to Doctor Who Live, The Next Doctor, and Doctor Who Live, The After Party. Oh, my God. So if you want to see us watching both of those, you've got to subscribe to the Patreon. Uh, Paul Clayton, who played Mr Bartle in uh, Planet of the Ood. Right. No idea. Uh, Barney Harwood is also in this, playing a, a bit part character. Vocally, oh really? I think they must have shot something for Totally Doctor Who, like here's me as a voice actor in Doctor Who, and here's I in the <laughs> studio, blah blah blah, um, and also a, a veritable who's that of other Big Finish. I was going to say it was like a
1: really like hearing the different voices, like oh mm. you've done Big Finish, was Big Finish alumni. There's this one. quite a few yeah. in
0: Dreamland as well. Yeah,
1: but it makes sense because Gary Russell directed this, so he, obviously he directed like, both of them. He directed both of them, yeah. Yeah. Um, which I was, I was surprised to see that he did Dreamland as well. Like, yeah. I, 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 I thought because of ties to Doctor Who animation stuff mm. in the present, mm. like sort of 2D animation, yeah. I thought, oh, okay, but it, it makes sense that um, But we know Gary, Gary was working
0: to, in Australia on some other he was doing cartoons. The, I don't yeah. know if those were maybe 3D animations or... See, I thought those were 2D, but I could be completely maybe. wrong. Maybe. But, um,
1: yeah, no, it was nice to see Gary's name.
0: Um, so Balthazar or Balthazar, yeah. the scourge of the galaxy is on a quest, an infinite quest for a legendary ship called the infinite, which grants the individual who finds it their heart's desire. Mm. Matthew, it what would bit... your heart's desire be? Uh,
1: my heart's desire. A this working is, boiler. A,
0: a <laughs> working <laughs> boiler.
1: Yeah. Um, oh, I don't know. This is a PG podcast. <laughs>
0: Karen Gillen, Jenna Coleman. Uh, the what? doctor. No, no, no. I, uh, Jenna Coleman for me, I'm afraid. I'll take Karen Gillen. You are uh, Karen Gillen. Uh, the, the doctor and Coleman. Martha set off to find it before Balthazar, uh, after he breaks out of prison. Little do they know Balthazar is using them to locate the infinite for mm. himself. That is basically the story. That is the plot, yeah. And out of the two, by a long way, this is the easiest to follow because when you start to, I think when you start to break down the elements of Dreamland, because my God, I mean, maybe it was just the distraction of having to look at Dreamland. Right. You know, which infected my eyeballs. We are going to have
1: massively differing opinions. Really?
0: Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is interesting. All right. Um, It kind of felt like a low-key truncated key to time Yeah. for me, this. But rather than searching for segments of the key to time,
1: they were just nicking airpods off of people. They
0: were nicking uh, various items from corpses. Yeah. That is kind of it. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) It was like, oh, this is Andy. Somebody's somebody's died. (laughs) So we're just nicking. Thank you very much. They're still warm. Um... It was around the second body that I started to think, oh, there's something going on here. I wonder what it could be. Mm. Um, Yeah, that lizard guy, he was liquidated, wasn't he? I loved him. He was good, wasn't he? He was my favourite character, the iguana. I've got to say, Mm.
1: visually, now, uh, the animation style is obviously incredibly primitive. You know, it's very limited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, You you know, particularly for the human characters. You know, The Doctor and Martha Mm. don't really move. It's mainly their faces moving. There's a couple
0: of rotoscoped bits of the Tenth Doctor I noticed. Oh, is there? Yeah. There's one of him walking away when they first land on the snowy planet. Oh, yes. On the prison planet. Yeah. And there's one, I think, right at the end. I think it's when they're on the Infinite. Yeah. Where his silhouette is coming out of the smoke. And it's somebody in a trench coat. Okay. It could be Scott Hancock, for all I know. Could be. Who's been rotoscoped. Yeah. But, um... There was enough of a, you know, variation animation for me to kind of Okay, because I mean to.
1: you can sort of it's mainly like vehicles and aliens are more animated.
0: They well they're three dimensional. Because they're 3D elements. Yeah. But what I will
1: say is I think on a visual level mm there's some really imaginative stuff in this. Oh my God, yeah. Like, I mean, I love the robot oil rigs. Oh, I was just about to... They're really cool. The iguana guy is good. Because that's the sort of thing that you think, this is why Doctor Who as a cartoon or as a comic book really works. Absolutely. Because that would cost so much money to make a great iguana head like that. Absolutely. It would be impossible. So, to be able to do it in animation and it looked really good.
0: There was something so Studio Ghibli about that. Yeah. That oil rig thing. It's really cool. Because, like... I don't know if it's... Maybe it's just a difference in art styles between somebody literally drawing something with a pen yeah, and somebody who has to model a 3D element and then combine it with another 3D element and da-da-da-da. But that oil rig, that walking oil rig, that's something that could only come from somebody drawing it. Yeah. And it's the same with the iguana. Yeah. Like, it just expands the universe and it makes it so much more interesting. Beep the Meep, Mm. right? As a very, very, you know, vanilla example of that. You know, I'm not sure... the, The adipose is about as close as you can get to cutesy but also being kind of a bit evil. Yeah. But that is an idea that I feel like could only come from somebody's pen. Yeah. Drawing and, you know, coming up with that idea and... They're all cutesy and cool, and then suddenly they're whipping out a gun on yeah. you and all that sort of stuff. It's it just feels so comic book. Yeah, and yeah, that iguana dude and the and the walking bits and, and like you say, the 3D elements really gel nicely together. Even yeah. if it's Baltazar's head, sort of yeah, back and forth. Yep, uh, that Mr. Mr. Swab, I think his name is. Is that it? the the skeleton? The skeleton right. dude. Those were really cool. Those looked so awesome. Cool. The skeleton crew is yeah. such a cool yeah. idea. Um, but his head moving back and forth was yeah. all CG animated. The ships that were yeah. flying around were all CG animated. its I mean, it's really only the the visual interpretations of David Tennant and Martha Jones uh, uh, and Freeman Edgman, yeah. <laughs> that kind of let it down a little bit. Well, this is the thing. Like, I
1: think Freeman looks great. I think they've done a really good job. David Tennant does not look like David Tennant. His no. face is so weird. Yeah. I was like, wow, he's not like... To me, he doesn't seem like the hardest person to to draw draw. yeah
0: yeah i know what you mean um but hey what do i know what do you know
1: but yeah yeah his face and i think even with dreamland as well he doesn't look quite right
0: nothing in dreamland looks right wow you really
1: (laughs) hating
0: i didn't hate dreamland but it like compared to infinite quest Dreamland was a hard watch for me, visually. Interesting. Now,
1: I'm the sort of person who mm. would much rather watch a 2D animated thing than yeah. 3D stuff. Yeah. As, I mean, I do like 3D animation. You love your Batman. I love my Batman like, yeah. animated series and like all of those old Warner stuff, you yeah. know, Hanna-Barbera. Anything 2D is great. But I really enjoyed the, the visuals of Dreamland. Really? I thought it looked quite Even good. Even when they moved? I mean, I know it was a bit janky, but yeah. I thought, honestly, this isn't that bad. Wow. So, I mean, I watched it with Annie. Annie had never seen either of them yeah, because yeah. why the hell would she? You know, sure.
0: You, you, this sort of stuff doesn't does go it to Brazil. It didn't reach Brazil. No. No. So, Somebody had the decency to sink the ship that had every copy of Dreamland <laughs> on it before it got to Brazil. So we watched both of them, not... Like you did, yeah. insanely, back to back. I watched it back to back and it was a bad idea. But... God, you must yeah. have been... I don't know if that would have really affected my opinion of Dreamland, though. Really? Okay. I don't think so. So we watched we watched
1: Infinite Quest on the weekend mm. and we were like, oh yeah, okay. This is all, it's okay. Uh, and then we watched Dreamland last night. Mm. And we really enjoyed it. Really? Yeah. But again, we're getting ahead of ourselves. We're getting ahead, we're getting ahead, ahead of ourselves. Infinite Quest. Um, I... I, I think Anthony Head's miscast. Really? Yeah. Who, now, who would you have had instead? What kind of an actor? It's not... I just think that... I mean, Anthony Head's great. Mm. But I just don't think his voice matches that character.
0: No, I know what you mean. You know? A bit too clipped. Yeah, he yeah. just sounds like Posh Man. Yeah, And he's like, he's
1: yeah. bandages and he's got all this like... You know, you think he's going to be a bit more oh, Doctor. Totally. And he's like, ah, oh, Doctor, hello.
0: That's A, <laughs> a I, bit like what? I kind of feel like... The half.
1: Yeah. Came out of that. Yeah. And
0: the Vashta Narada came oh out of this. Oh my God. Guys. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um Yeah, I mean maybe he's miscast, but then also it's a case of fucking hell, we're juggling totally Doctor Who, we're juggling, you know, Doctor mm. Who Confidential. Anthony, if you want an extra two K, do you wanna come next door and just do these lines for this month? I mean like yeah. I'm fairly certain It would have been like a day. It would have been done all as part of that. Yeah, you know, uh, that oh whole, yeah he was the
1: narrator he for, was the narrator for
0: Confidential yeah of course he was so I feel like that's all kind of tied up in that as well yeah because um, it was Simon Pegg wasn't it did it Simon Pegg did first. it for the first series and then it was all Anthony Head wow I don't know who did it after that who did it after Anthony Head I mean as soon as it went to the Moffat
1: era I completely switched off
0: series 5 of Doctor Who Confidential nobody ever talks about it. no Series was there a series six or had it gone? There was by there was a series six.
1: six. I think I vaguely remember. No, I tell a lie. I think I might have caught a bit of series five. five. Oh wait, go on. I think series five was narrated by the guy
0: mm. who was Toby in- Jones.
1: Is it Toby Jones? Oh, I wasn't going to say Toby Jones, but it might have been Toby Jones. Mm. I thought it was the guy who played the the vampire in Vampires of Venice the, the guy the, the, the son
0: no I don't know who that is yeah I don't know who that <laughs> is either but a
1: funny feeling it might have been him okay. he got his own action figure for some reason bloody um, hell what's his name oh yeah has he got a green outfit he's sort of purple and he's oh, got a big oh. frilled yeah, yeah, yeah. thing and he's got yeah. a
0: sword and teeth okay.
1: Vincenzo or something I Vincenzo can't I, I can't remember I've been, I, been I trying to that out compile out a
0: bit of a list of episodes that we haven't you know Periods of time of Doctor Who that we probably should talk about at some point. Series five is one of them. Yeah, but I want to talk about some of the lesser spotted stories. I think (laughs) *Vampires of Venice* is in there.
1: Yeah, I like *Vampires
0: of Venice*. We have to. I think I know we've reviewed it as part of the review of death before. Right. But I do think at some point we haven't done a Capaldi episode. No, we haven't. I think we have to go back.
1: No, yeah, we haven't sent Hell Bent yet.
0: We. Yeah, but one of them's good. I think we have to go back and do uh In the Forest of the Night, but that's just me. Oh! I'll put it to I'll put it to a, a vote. My God. I'll go on the... We've got some series six stuff as well we need to do Matt Smith stuff. Oh yeah, no, but that that's that is coming up. Yeah. But you know, I'm talking He
1: does he's the mastermind behind all this. Oh, he yeah, just I've he got just got sits literal, me down and says why say, right,
0: Matt, we're talking about this today, watch that, write your notes and yeah, we're away. Come in. I'm the I'm the lad that prints them out. He's the boy that's got it on his phone. Yeah. You know, there we go. Um, so, uh, the <laughs> shell-shaded TARDIS in the opening title sequence. Yeah. No? Weird. Ah, oh, I like it. It's, it, just, it just feels... But can you, can you imagine if they did if they did another one or two after this? Yeah. I know this is would... in my head. Yeah. But, like, the difference between a, an animated episode and a regular episode is that the TARDIS is shell-shaded. Oh, yeah. And... I, I, I,
1: yeah. Yeah. It it just feels weird because they like dropped it on top of the existing TARDIS.
0: Yeah, but. there's a bit where you can see they've gone. Oh, I can't be fucked animating it, and it just becomes the normal version. Does it? Yeah, amazing. It's, it's the when the credit comes up. Oh right, and it goes into the distance enough yeah. for them to go. Oh, I mean, it's a it's a blue box. <laughs> and I, like I, Gerard Groves, uh, massive appreciation for sending copies of both of these. Oh did but, it was it Gerard. Yeah, oh, brilliant. But Infinite Quest was in like. 360p. <laughs> so if I was animating in 360p and it got that far into the distance of the time tunnel, I would have gone, fuck it. No, yeah. I'm not going to animate this anymore. Fair as well. enough.
1: Fair enough. I watched it on DVD. Why I had this on DVD? Yeah. I think this was just in that stage where I was like, I must get all Doctor Who things and
0: then we got it and I was like, why should I get But this? if you do what I do and you decide to move to another country, right? you might, those things that you go, I'll just get it, will just go on eBay. Yeah. And you can... You know, yeah. Go out and check my I mean, eBay out I mean, I, I have me no
1: intention of moving to another country. Not even Brazil. Not even Brazil. Not even Brazil. No. Wow. Okay. But I fair don't enough. even think my Brazilian girlfriend <laughs> wants to, to move back. to Brazil. Oh, okay. so.
0: Um, David Tennant. Hello. Is hello is <laughs> I don't why I that. a fantastic voice actor. He's really good because yeah. I tell you what he doesn't phone it in like Matt Smith does for the adventure games no across both of these yeah. he is fully into it but he's he's got previous
1: because he did all the Big Finish stuff he's got mm, audio expertise yeah,
0: he did Big Finish but he also did a few of the audio books I think for the he did and when I was they listening came the, to his audio the paper, you exactly the sun? and I was thinking bloody hell like I've just got in my head the sun in your house you're <laughs> done <laughs> I'm not yet. looking at that page. Get out of it. Um yeah, the, like listening to him, it it sent spent me, a lot of time in that toilet after work. Stop it. <laughs> that's why your boiler doesn't that's why the fucking the whole system's all clogged up. Um I listening to his voice doing these, it yeah. sent me right back to listening to those audiobooks. Because in none of those does he phone it in either. No, no, He's no. He's just fully into it. Yeah. Whereas Matt Smith in the adventure games is oh, you know, you know, you speak, you know, speak, <laughs> and he's, you know, has anybody got a Barocca and he's fucking hungover and, uh, you know, he's just a bit,
1: yeah,
0: you know. But he's fantastic in both of these and he's just, he just, he sells it for me.
1: It, I, mean, I believe it. This is the thing, it's like, voice acting is such a fine art. Mm. It's, it's, it's I, I mean, I always love when Hollywood films cast a known actor in a voice role and then you see all these voice actors rightly so say this is bullshit you know you should have cast a voice actor totally and like you listen to someone like one of my pet hates Idris Elba he cannot fucking voice no. act no in the amount of things that I've seen him in cartoons I'm like you don't I say you not acting you just say shit yeah uh,
0: this Idris Elba hate train has left the yeah. station let's <laughs> go I
1: know I love Idris Elba but he just he's not a voice actor
0: and he and shouldn't I, be James Bond because he's 98 50. years old <laughs> um what do you think the Tenth Doctor saw when he went onto the Infinite and it showed him his heart's desire? Um, I don't know, probably Rose Tyler
1: oh, bent thinking, over.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking the master back on Gallifrey <laughs> bent over. Um, <laughs> I uh, can't believe when Martha Jones, it was him. I know, I'm like, but, oh. but so according to... Uh, uh, according, uh, I'm going to do that like I know what I'm doing. According to the Doctor Who encyclopedia, this takes place between forty-two yeah. and Human Nature. Yeah. So she isn't, she hasn't quite caught up to the idea that he doesn't like her yet. <laughs> <laughs> so, as far as she's concerned, he's still game, and it right. might still happen. So. I'm drinking this like it's a can Coke. of Coke. Coke. What, what's the, What's the ABV in it? I don't know. It's all in German. 97? No, I don't know. Uh, I mean, it actually might be non-alcoholic Matt. I think it must be. Yeah. It tastes like Coca-Cola. It says brewing company on the front of it. You might stumble out of here. I don't know. Oh God,
1: I knew I should have paid more attention in those German lessons. <laughs> Although I didn't think it really crossed uh, talking about alcohol.
0: Das ist Pistia. <laughs> ja. Um, yeah. Uh, I... Uh, th- yeah, she isn't. She she's still infatuated with him. Yeah, which, you know, it's still kind of like. There's a lot of weird sweet. huggy moments when
1: they hug. It always looks so weird. There's
0: a, there's two bits in it. One of one of them is like, oh, you know, that's kind of funny, and the yeah. second one is like, oh
1: fucking get a <laughs> room. Yeah, intro. it's really odd. I guess they're trying to do like, well, in the live show, mm. they they'd hug and they'd be like, oh, look, yeah.
0: Martha Jones. Oh. And gonna, then that doesn't happen. I'm gonna talk about that right now. Right. I don't I don't know if there's a counter that I, I should have had in my head. But How many times he goes, Oh Martha Jones, you are brilliant! Yeah, and it's just like she does all the heavy lifting in this, yeah, mentally. Yeah, but like, he is just there to go Meh, with his sonic, <laughs> yeah. and she just goes, what, what if we did that? and he goes, Oh, you are brilliant! and yeah. that's it. So, you know, like pfft, she's basically the person that drives this story forward. What was your favorite? story within the yeah because it's split into a couple of different parts isn't it yeah probably the pirate one i like the pirate one i thought that the the one with the alien bee thing <laughs> sure. the, the, you know the one where it's all green yeah yeah like the giant praying mantis or whatever it uh, is. The, the person who played the praying mantis played Davros's sister in I, Davros. Oh, interesting. There you go. That's the information (laughs) that i plucked out of my brain. Um, Impressive. That was very talky. That was the weakest. Because, and that was when I sort of went, I wonder if this was commissioned as like, how do you think this was commissioned? Yeah. You're going to do 12, three minutes? I think so. Or 1.45? I
1: think it was commissioned as 12, three minutes. But
0: then why is that part... That part is just dialogue. Waffle. Yeah, it's, just it's weird.
1: And I... I didn't really like all that stuff about, like, oh, that that sort of, oh, the aliens are actually... Uh, you know, I know. They're baddies. No, they're not. The robots are actually human beings. And- I think
0: that conversation... It creeps into, like, the first three and a half minute segment that's set on that world. Yeah. And then it goes into the next bit as well. Like, I'm sure there's it it It, splits in half that segment.
1: Yeah, I just think really buy that whole subterfuge Mm. of, like, oh, no, these are actually the baddies and we're actually nice and...
0: Oh, I love I'm stuck in a robot. Oh, oh,
1: oh yeah. that's heavy, boy. Uh, yeah. oh. <laughs> there's the Welshie. And then David Tennant's
0: like, oh, I think you should be the ambassador for the humans. And it's like, I, I don't know. I'm just a private in the, the army. And then, and then he goes, hang on, we've got to leave Martha because the the humanoids are going to kill us too. Like, isn't there like is a thing? That, is where, I don't know. Because he sets them on each other, and there's like, oh, I, I'm pfft. sure there's genocidal implications to possibly. All of
1: this. I, I sort of pieced out. On that one, yeah, um, I quite like the one with the robots in the prison.
0: I, I liked the bit where they go through his crimes, yeah, and he's got all these re- library books he hasn't returned. Yeah, but also, you know, somewhere buried in there is is multiple genocides. Yeah, <laughs> no, they don't bring up. Uh, they bring up, you know, destruction of planets and all that sort of yeah. stuff. Yeah, uh, but they also seem to. Uh, suggest that the doctor is three thousand years old at this point. Oh, they really? date his crimes back three thousand years. Okay, interesting. Maybe I mean, I like, just in, he travels yeah, that far. Quite possibly. But I mean,
1: you know, who knows how old he is? Um, he knows about his age.
0: There's a couple of really nice references in here. Uh, there's a name drop of the Nestines. Yeah, and the, the dark Ragnos times and-, and the great vampires and the dark times. Yeah. Did you also notice the Paradise Towers reference? No, it was very, very subtle, and I honestly wouldn't have noticed it if we hadn't reviewed it a fortnight ago. Right? Okay. Mister Swab, at the beginning of one of his sentences, says "mayhaps," as in "maybe." It's one of it's one of the Kang sayings. Oh, okay. "Mayhaps," is and
1: it? I thought "mayhaps" was. Is that not just a? a th- I, I like, mean, maybe.
0: I'm, I, don't, I don't know. Alan Barnes, write into us and tell us whether or not that yeah. was a reference, but. I thought that was a sneaky little reference Maybe to something else. Well, yeah,
1: people say "mayhaps," "mayhaps," um,
0: meaning, yeah, "mayhaps." Is it? Yeah, I'm sure that one of the one of the Kangs says "mayhaps" in Paradise Towers. But they might do if it, if they'd come out and said, "You're ice hot, Doctor." Then yeah. I would have gone. Fair <laughs> enough. There you go. Yeah, um, yeah. It's it's an interesting. I, I have to say, it's the one that I preferred out of the two. Yeah, because we'll get into dreamland in a bit yeah but it's definitely the one that I sort of interesting enjoyed the most watching yeah
1: right okay what would have your heart's desire been
0: load of weed and some Bob Marley albums I don't know I don't know I don't know um wow a playstation five I'm <laughs> gonna I i, I do not know what to say a playstation five um and a, a house my parents if they want you know they want somewhere to live <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what would your art desire have been uh the
1: the non r-rated version uh yeah security for life
0: yeah when you asked me that, you weren't expecting that answer back, though, were you? You weren't expecting that kind of, like, a down-to-earth response. Yeah. Uh, I want health health and prosperity. Yes, please. Is that all right? Yeah, that's good. We'll Fine. go for that. Fine. Uh, anything else to say about Infinite Quest?
1: Anything else to say about Infinite Quest? Um, no, I think that's... that. Okay. Yeah. Is that a done? I think that's... that's... Yeah, I think that's probably Let's it. Let's get
0: on to Hellscape. I mean, Dreamland.
1: Oh, come on. It wasn't that bad. It ran from
0: the 21st to the 26th of November. Um, available on uh, the BBC Doctor Who website and BBC Red Button. Remember that? Yeah. Uh, between... I was
1: surprised. I couldn't remember this. I was no. sure
0: it was like some totally Doctor Who thing. No, I, I thought it was the same thing as well. But And then I was not. like, Wait, no, it couldn't have been. It wasn't on. It had an omnibus broadcast on BBC 2 on the 5th of December. I remember that. I watched, again, thank you, Gerard, a version that was broadcast on BBC HD. Yeah. That was a channel. Yeah, 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 Weird yeah. watching the idents for that and going, oh yeah. my God, I can't remember that shit. Yeah, it was really strange. Um, originally split into six episodes, yep. which makes it the first televised six-parter since the Armageddon Factor. Right. <laughs> Um, animated. I mean, technically, it's one story. It's not six episodes. I mean, I know that's Six how it, parts. Six parts. Six parts. Yeah, it's still, it's still well, one episode. Here's basically. the thing, Matthew. An episode is a part. If you say... Dreamland is a story split into six episodes.
1: Well, no, I mean, it is one episode. Fuck f- the cliffhangers mm, that they've I think,
0: in. I think some Doctor Who fans born in the 60s would say, I'm angry at you. Let, let yeah, us know, is it's a part is... and an episode interchangeable? It's a, it is Dreamland, okay. though, isn't it? This isn't... I'm not
1: saying that bloody Marco Polo no. is seven
0: separate stories. No, no, no. no. But when... For, so from 2005 onwards, yeah. an episode is one story. But from 2000... From <laughs> 89 back, an episode and a part are interchangeable as words. I think... Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're there. Okay. Um, animated by Little Loud... They folded in 2013. No, dear. That's all I have to tell you. Oh. Starring David Warner in his yeah. first televised Doctor Who role. Yeah. Um, he was great. Tim Hower, who is a very white Canadian playing a Native American. Uh, he is part I was of waiting the... for that. There you go. I didn't want to look. I know. I mean, I think it was probably bound to be the case if yeah. you were to Google yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, oh, well,
1: actually, when we watched it, and he turned up, and he went, "Oh no!" <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and when, and when, and when these, the arrows start oh, flying, oh no! And he starts turns up, and "Oh shit!" And no, like, it's oh, another no. one. She's like, "Oh no, they're not, are they?" Uh, <laughs>
0: he's he's part of the supergroup Mike and the Mechanics. If people want to look that up, it's got uh, some has-beens in it. Uh, Georgia Tennant, yeah, is in this. Uh, I think she's credited as Moffat here. Georgia Moffat, they haven't yeah. got together yet and had their babies. Yeah, Nicholas Rowe. Plays the male grey alien. He also played the Candyman in Ravenous. Ah, In the first Ravenous box set. Interesting. Lisa Bowman is also in this. Yeah. And Stuart Milligan is in this as (laughs) uh, the uh, what's his name Uh, Colonel Stark. Stark. Yeah. Who also played Nixon in the series six opener. I thought it was the same guy. There you go. Interesting. Okay. So this is Doctor Who finally doing Roswell. Yeah. A, an alien spaceship craps... craps? <laughs> Shits itself in the New Mexico yeah, desert. Yeah, I mean, it's big brown thing. It, I mean, but that's because, you know, texturing would cost money. <laughs> uh, in uh, 1947, and it crashes in the New Mexico yeah. desert. And then all hell breaks loose. Mm. Literal hell. Because... Uh, uh, right. I'm going to go through the list here. Okay, fine. Go on then. 3D... Doctor Who animations. Right. Dreamland. Yeah. The Web of Fear. Yeah. And Daleks. Yeah. If you can't afford to do it, well, (laughs) don't do it. Yeah. (laughs) Pixar, this is not. And fair enough, because they probably had a budget of 67 pence. (laughs) But I would much prefer a 2D animation style. If this is what the 3D version would look like. See, I didn't mind it. It looked like a PlayStation 2 cutscene. It did look like... That was exactly what I said to Annie when we watched but it. But upscaled like, into high definition. Yeah. But, like... this, You know, the PlayStation 3 has come out by this point. <laughs> you know, stuff looks a bit better. You know, it's, it's budgetary limitations. Yeah. And I'm sure it's limitations beyond our comprehension. Yeah. In terms of oh, you can't do this, you can't do that, we can't stretch it, to this.
1: It felt very much like they were trying to do Star Wars, Clone Wars, but like you said, it's got on, a Clone
0: Wars animation yeah, style. Yeah, because Clone
1: yeah. Wars, when I was watching this, I was like, there's something, not, not only because, obviously, they move, like, whatever they move, like, like they're in treacle, but there's something Gerry Anderson-esque about the way they look and the way that they move. The dead eyes the thousand yard stare yeah, the and, slack jaws and, and clone wars was inspired by jerry anderson was it yeah ah. um but obviously Lucasfilm have fucked on the money well, that's the problem <laughs>
0: yeah i just i just think like you know doctor who is animations are somewhere between off the shelf animation kits yeah and you know top of the line 2d animations yeah i don't think 3d at the at this point 3D animation existed Right That was like a happy middle ground Between the two Yeah Without looking Like Dreamland
1: Wow I th- actually didn't think It was that bad no. I thought the aliens Looked great uh, The Vol Yeah oh, I got them written down <laughs> I don't the know what vulvas. they're called <laughs> What are they called? Uh, <clears throat> uh, the Viperox. Uh, Viperox. Yeah
0: Yeah They look cool they um, And the, the flying thing Was cool Yeah um, The grey aliens Yeah well, they I, look green. Well, they're kind of... One's blue, one's green. Yeah. Um, this is where I started to... St- I mean, maybe I'm, I'm thick, but this is where I started to stumble in my understanding of the story. Right. Because Right, so uh, tell me Dreamland, the story from as far as you could work out.
1: So mm. um, the female alien had crash-landed on Earth. Yeah. That was Roswell. Mm. She was locked up in Area 51. Yeah. The new alien, her mm. husband, mm. he crash lands on Earth. Yeah. And he is a genetic scientist from a planet where the Viperox have uh, invaded and are at war with them. Yeah. And he has created this little doohickey, which I forget what it was called that MacGuffin. It's like the ionic fusion bar. Yeah. Because that they those secret agent guys yeah. kept saying it. Um, and uh, that has the DNA. Mm-hmm material in it of mm-hmm. the viperox mm-hmm. and if the little blue guy activates it mm-hmm. it will completely wipe out that race yeah so <clears throat> the viperox have come to earth yeah befriended colonel stark mm-hmm. and explained what the situation is that yeah. they've got this war criminal on this planet and they've said oh <clears throat> if you give us this guy and kill him because he's gonna kill us. We'll give you the technology that he was gonna use against us so you can use it mm. to wipe out all of the Russians during the Cold War, mm. which I thought was great. I thought, oh that's a clever little little bit of yeah. Sure. Um But then the doctor does something to the thing. So instead of it <laughs> kill, <laughs> so instead of it <laughs> killing them all, yeah. it just makes a noise and they go, ah! and they fly yeah, off and they space. fly away and yeah. that's the end of the story because he knows that in the future the viperox are going to be a peaceful race yeah They're completely abandoned wars. oh yeah yeah oh yeah is that right georgia moffat with an american accent come over here it has got no, no no about as much personality as the cg model she's yeah. bas- i think she just looked at him and thought
0: she's dead Dead behind <laughs> the eyes yeah. i will put in the same performance and David went. <laughs> I do think come over your... here and don't tell your daddy. Uh,
1: I d- and I don't think it's even necessarily her. I think it's just as the part the, as the parts are written for the companions.
0: Yeah. Well, but <clears> both, <throat> both Jimmy and Cassie yeah disappear basically halfway through the story. Yeah. They don't have any input into it past the point where they fall into the Viperox cave. Yeah. And yeah. Jimmy gets. They're like... just being
1: dragged along, and they just ask questions like, exactly. "What's
0: this?" So, so apparently. Um, uh, <clears throat> Lady Grey Labian Yeah that Lisa Barman plays. Yeah, she was supposed to breach some kind of a, a broach, some kind of a treaty, to wipe out the Viper Rocks on her landing. Right, <clears throat> but I feel like you mix that in with the genetic doo daddy. Yeah mixed with the men in black mm. who were also involved in this whole thing. Yeah, the Alliance of Shades. Yeah. That was clever. I liked
1: that. I and like that there's like a men in black, but they're aliens. But they're actually, so that yeah. explains
0: the men in black. Yeah, it's great. And the blue octopus in... That the, was weird. What the fuck is that about? Well, yeah, that was where I was a bit like, oh, I think this is like one element too many. I, for me watching it, and, and I was watching it as I do with most things with... The mental intelligence of an eight-year-old. Yeah, all of it went over my head. Right. A bit. A bit. Probably because I was distracted by the visuals. Yeah. Um. But that blue alien in the air force base, and is that air force base supposed to be Area Fifty One? That's as Area well? Fifty One. That's that's the that's Indiana Jones. The only bit that I liked in that was. The doctor and In the Lisa Bham solid snaking their way out. It was great. That was the only bit that yeah. I was enjoying. I mean, there. I like that whole sequence because oh well, yeah, it was an Indiana Jones nod. I mean, yeah. I think it was even
1: modeled. It looks like lo- that like big. yeah. shot looks yeah. like that big shot. Um, but yeah, the weird thing with the alien, mm. that it was like oh can't go down there because there's an alien. I guess they just needed something to something add a few villainous. minutes of jeopardy, and it was just like oh we'll have a
0: giant glowing octopus made out of flies or whatever it was exactly um, yeah I, I I felt like they were for, for what is supposed to be I like fine it's, it's presented in a better 45 minute format mm. as like a straight episode of Doctor yeah. Who than the Infinite Quest is but I feel like the Infinite Quest hits that cartoon Saturday morning Doctor Who animation dynamic that I'd prefer rather than Dreamland right okay. I just feel like Doing a forty-five-minute cartoon in that animation style, expecting me to watch it and not be Sick. foaming at the mouth for the majority of it—I just think that story didn't and the animation didn't serve each other. Okay, you know, like I—I I know that it was what it was repeated on CBBC a couple of times yeah. after it went out, but I just can't imagine an audience of children sitting down to watch it in the same way that Infinite Quest went out. Right. I know, it's, I know it's different. I, I just think <clears throat> what Infinite Quest is going for works better as an animation than Dreamland does. Oh, okay. Um, but that I'm, I may be an outlier I, in that. I, I
1: just really enjoyed it. I think yeah. it would just... I thought it felt more like... I, th- I sort of felt like if I shut my eyes... Mm. I could, Im- or squinted, I could imagine this yeah. as an actual Doctor Who story. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and I thought that, you know, it was incredibly action-packed. I was really surprised. Yeah. Like that stuff where they're blowing up the, the, the town and when yeah. he's swiving around in the van and there's all the explosions going on. I, I was, I was like, wow, when, this is When quite... they found
0: that abandoned, when they found solitude, yeah, I thought, well, there's another place, there's another location that's just opened up to us. And it doesn't it, it doesn't seem like it's restricted by... You can have six sets. Yeah. And four movable, posable action figure type characters. Yeah. Like it does seem to keep expanding through the story. Yeah. And then you get the rooftop bit and the helicopters. Yeah. Yeah. And... yeah. It, it was really, su- I was really quite surprised and yeah. pleasantly
1: surprised. Um, and I thought the story as it was was pretty damn good. I mean, all right. I know there was that element of, oh, alien romance, which obviously became something that really yeah. bogged down the Moffat era where Big it was fine. like, oh, Big time. He's all love. He's love. He's yeah. like, fuck off. Yeah. Um, but I thought I it was a good story and I thought yeah. that kind of works here. Um, but it's Phil Ford wrote it, you know. and he Phil wrote, Ford. You yeah. know, of Waters, Waters of Mars. Mars and Into the Dalek. So, again, yeah.
0: he's got... He's good, got pedigree. He's got pedigree. Um, um, talking of pedigree, I have got two great lines that I really liked. Yeah. Uh, Aslock says, You are not of this world, I hear two hearts beating. The Doctor says... Check their rhythm. I'm not scared of you. Yeah, that was a fucking That's brilliant a great line of dialogue. Line. Yeah, and also, uh, Dread. One of the um, Men in Black. I am Mr. Dread, and these are my associates. The Doctor says, "Let me guess, Mr. Fear, Mr. Terror, and Mr. Apprehension." Yeah, was brilliant. Yeah, and David Tennant sells that stuff. Yeah, like you could like. This is no reflection on Matt Smith as an actor. No. But I can hear how he would read that. And he wouldn't read it in the context of the line that's come before. He would read it as, give me the lines that I need to say, (laughs) and I will say them. Uh, Let me guess, Mr. Terror, Mr. Fear, and Mr. (laughs) Apprehension. You know, like, it wouldn't have been done in quite the same contextual way. Yeah. But I believe, maybe not one of these two, uh, the actors were actually in the room together. Right. Performing the lines back and forth. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just David Tennant leading the line. Yeah. It kind of makes everybody else up their game because yeah. he isn't half assing any of no. this. Um, There's a lot of talented people in this. Though, a like lot said. of talented people. Yeah. Um, the sonic screwdriver in Dreamland, though, yeah. did make me want to knock someone out because it is in magic wand mode. Yeah. But at the same time, I can also appreciate it is an extension of the characters because they probably can't interact with the environment in the same way. Yeah. So but there's just, there were two moments where he sonics something. Yeah. And it sparks in someone's face. Yeah, and the that soldiers. And somehow stops them from pursuing him.
1: I said to Annie, I was like, oh, this is in America. They wouldn't have come in and said, stop, don't move. They'd have
0: shot them as soon as Everybody would have been dead. <laughs> yeah.
1: Everybody. Um, and the doctor would have got up and gone, fuck me. If this is going to happen, every time I go to America, I get shot. Well, wow, bollocks.
0: I mean, it pretty much has happened. It pretty night. much
1: has happened. Yeah. Um,
0: in, in a couple of weeks slash months time, we'll be talking about The Impossible Astronaut. So we can. Will we? Yeah, we will. Wow. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you guys a little bit about what's coming up in the future. Oh! oh, oh. It may be a surprise to Matthew as well. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I've got a couple of I've got a couple of grievances I just need to go through. Yeah. There's a horribly truncated version of the theme and title sequence. Yeah. At the beginning of this. Yeah. Weird. Which is like... The Infinite Quest was chopped into three and a half minute segments. Yeah. And the re- the full release of that managed to have a properly nice title sequence. Yeah. Why didn't this? That is weird. I yeah. don't understand why did that was. Did the
1: title sequence have an updated TARDIS?
0: No. But it did have... Um, the text is weird. The text weird. was different. The yeah. text was not done by whoever does the mm. animated text. text for yeah. the main series. Um, there is... In the first sort of five minutes, there's a weird amount of motion blurring in the animation that I noticed that doesn't right. really crop up again. Okay. But it's just, there's a couple of things that were just sort of like, that feels like somebody should have gone, I think we need to maybe look at that again. Yeah. So there's that. There's a shot where they escape the amnesia gas chamber. Yeah. They drop down out of a, an air duct. The doctor looks down a corridor. And then three soldiers res out of nowhere. Right. <laughs> One of them at the back, I'm fairly sure, is T-posing <laughs> as they run down the corridor. Um, Maybe he was. When Aslock and Stark have their first chat in Stark's office, Yeah. there's a mid-shot of Stark and it's over Aslock's shoulder. And then it cuts to a close-up of Stark, but the background doesn't move. Oh, really? So he sort of just looks like he teleports towards the oh, camera in a sort of like... Fucking, like, how did you not oh, wow. notice that? Well, I didn't notice it. Well, you didn't notice that. I, maybe I was just looking for grievances. And the last one was in the final scene where the TARDIS is parked in the sort of main alien yeah. processing bit, uh, the police public call box signage disappears in a couple of shots. Does it? It just goes totally black. Just forgot to turn the lights on. On the sign, on. but obviously. Yeah. I mean, um, my
1: main grievance with the TARDIS was that it was the prop was too small. The prop was too small. It wasn't, right. it wasn't to scale. But um, I thought it looked nice. It did more, look nice in three f- D. Yeah, and it um, was good when they put it on the back of that truck.
0: Yeah, and they that drove it cool. around. Yeah, I was I was thinking I of, stuff like that. about the way that this was put together, and th- th- there's there are nice shots in this. I was kind of thinking if you did a cool sort of, you know, somebody did a music video where they did the fortieth anniversary. Uh, music video yeah with the orbital theme
1: yeah, but yeah they yeah. cut
0: in bits from the new series as well yeah if you were to take bits from the animation which bits would you put in and there are moments from dreamland that look really nice mm. you know um the stuff mainly in darkness when they're kind of attacking solitude and the, yeah. the big alien bug dudes are running yeah. around and stuff does look nice I, I i just couldn't get over the barrier of even though this was made in 2009 and probably made on a budget of 69 pence, I just couldn't get over the way it looked. Uh, and I think that was a barrier for me enjoying it. Oh, well, um, but like I said, there were some lines of dialogue in there I really liked. Yeah. And uh, the way that it maintained its sort of action levels all the way through, it wasn't yeah. like they blew the budget no. in the first six minutes. You know, I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, David Warner... Really as good. a massive bug, is pretty good. Yeah. Um, the one,
1: My one grievance with yeah. this, really, was when he blinked that annoying squeak noise. <coughs> yeah. <coughs> I was like, wow, that of all the noises. You've
0: killed the villainy of this monster. Yeah, like all
1: of his mandible stuff was great. Because he was like... <coughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And then he just like... <coughs> <Yeah. laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Less villainous than yeah. you would have liked. So I was like, just do, do, do like a little... <coughs> um, but yeah, I mean... I think Dreamland is fine but I have to say I prefer The Infinite Quest. Interesting. Out of the two of them. Mm. And uh, you're the opposite.
1: And I'm the opposite. I prefer Dreamland. I thought it just worked more as a... Mm. It felt more like a, just a
0: Doctor Who story. I think maybe I prefer my Doctor Who cartoons as like Saturday morning yeah. daftness rather than trying to be Doctor Who. slip right into the canon and yeah. you know just Is it part. canon? Will uh, it canon? Yes it is. Is it? Both of them must be. Uh... Although I, th- I don't think the BBC acknowledge it's not on the BBC the website as being part of series 3. Well, neither are on the current Doctor Who website. Mm. But Dreamland takes place between the waters of Mars and the end of time. Yeah. I mean it can, they both can easily slot in. Yeah. I think when we get into this new Disney period of Doctor Who, I think Russell just needs to go Everything's canon. I mean, chibnall has opened the doors yeah. for everything being canon. I think we just need to get a list of where everything slots in. Because yeah. i the Infinite Quest absolutely should be considered canon, mm. and so should Dreamland. Yeah, um, and I hope
1: that when they do the collection set series yeah. three and series four, these are on there. I'm
0: sure they will be. Yeah, I'm sure we'll get the trailers yeah. for them and. We'll and get. I hope, like, Attack of the Grask, that should be on the Series 2. Attack of the Grask, but it's interactive, just like the BBC yeah. Red Button version was. I'm sure that's doable. It, even if you have to have it on a separate disc. Yeah. Yeah! Come on, I'm, surely... I'm really annoyed that it never happened to No. Be because
1: that was, like, his... I, I, mean, I mean, I can remember Christmas Day.
0: Me too. Fuck me. Right, Doctor Who's up. Right now, we got to go and put Red Button. That bit where he says, point your remote control at the screen. Yeah. It acts like a sonic screwdriver. Yeah. And then I pointed it and then the effect was like, it rippled out the sonic yeah. waves from the screen. I was like, Mum and Dad, it's doing it. I'm a Time <laughs> Lord. Um, it would be brilliant. I mean, we won't be able to do it, but if we could find a way to do yeah. Attack of Attack the, of the grass. Grass. Like a little, I need your help. That is so good. That is so ingrained good. in my head. Yeah burst the, yeah. the door doors open and then there's a bit where I remember the, when the Slavine like crashes out yeah. of the pod yeah it was brilliant man Attack of the Grass. and obviously the Grask fun. became a Sarah Jean Adventures baddie it did got Jimmy V got three action figures out of his time on Doctor Who Mox of Balloon the, the pig oh four pig Balakafalata. oh yeah Balakafalata. and the Grask. wow good for him yeah fair play man well there we go if we can, you know, respect anybody in this situation, it's Jimmy V. Yeah, that's that's what we've come what to a, the conclusion what of. What a weird <laughs> twist. We After God, watching bro. both of these documentary <laughs> anima- animations, neither of which she's involved in, all we can say is God the, bless the, the Jimmy real V. He is the real hero here. Um, God, what? <laughs> Well, I think you have to sign it off. Yeah, you're the yeah. only person who can you take go- control are you of gonna the situation. Are you going to tell me what's yes, happening? Come on. I'm going to tell you what's I, going I'm, on next. I want
1: to know. I don't Matthew know what this is all
0: about. He's on tenterhooks. He's trying to assert his dominance by putting his feet on the table. Yeah. Right. So we've done the Infinite Quest and Dreamland. That happened just now. Next up is the Roddies. Yes. Which you would have already started voting for. Uh, then we're going to look at Frontios. Yeah. Then. Because it's your birthday coming up at the end of March, Matthew Toffolo, we're going to watch the Pyramids of Mars. Hey! Then we've got the Impossible Astronaut, <clears throat> and coming up, sort of in the middle of the year, the Ambassadors of Death.
1: Ooh, Interesting. The,
0: uh, gunfighters.
1: Ah! Oh, I feel like we should get, you know, who for the gunfighters. Yeah, we, go, oh, we
0: could. We could have a word. Yeah, we, we could, because
1: I'm, I'm sure they really like the gunfighters, don't they? Uh,
0: are we thinking of the same person? I think so. Well, we'll have to double check after <laughs> the end of this. Um, in the Forest of the Night. Uh, or maybe another Twelfth Doctor story. Well, we, we'll figure that out. But in the Forest of the Night. Just, that's what I can ever think whenever I hear that. For episode 50, which is going to be towards the end of April... Wow my god. I have projected (laughs) us (laughs) my life. (laughs) I have projected us forward in time to do the five doctors. Ooh! Because it's episode 50, so it feels like we have to do a big one. Oh Uh, and you know, it's Doctor Who's 60th anniversary year. Yeah. You know, let's go back and do the big hitters. Maybe in November of this year, we'll do an unearthly child. But, you know, we've got so In much... In colour, because they... Because they would have animated it. <laughs> yeah. You know, we'll never do. Well, let's see what happens. Yeah. Um. But, you know, there's so much of Doctor Who still yeah. to cover. There's so much of Doctor Who still to do. And it's all still to play for here on the Review of Death.
1: Yeah, and by the time you watch this, we'll probably be talking about the Season 9 Blu-ray
0: at some point. Well, there we go. So we'll be doing something Season 9 related at some point. There. Maybe we could do Sea Devils. Because we did curse the Peladon. Or uh, do we just something yeah. mad like the mutants? We did. Uh, I think the thing is, I think the thing we need to do is we need to pace ourselves with the big boys. We need to kind of <laughs> spread them out a little bit more. Spread those big boys out. Spread those big boys out. What else can we. What, what's the kind of lowliest season nine episode apart from the mutants? Time
1: Monster. Oh, but shit. we did I mean, we never really talked about it. We talked oh, about it a bit. I'm watching it again. Yeah. But I will watch it again because it's
0: out on Blu ray. All right. We'll do the Time Monster as well this year as well. I've got to get... Where? Yeah! Oh, can we do something like what that? What else is in that season? Day of the Daleks, Curse of Peladon. I want to save some Dalek ones. The, oh, well... The Mutants, the Sea Devils. I've got those around the wrong way. Uh, we haven't done a Dalek story in a bit. No. Okay, we'll do Day of the Daleks, but you can watch the special edition. Okay. With the new CGI. Yeah. And Nicholas Briggs earning a paycheck. And I will do the og whoever is operating operating. the The time machine machine is is an (laughs) enemy (laughs) of the the daleks Daleks. that dalek was played by (laughs) fucking toast of london whoever (laughs) is operating um there we go thanks for watching the review of death everybody we'll be back with more fun and frolics and hopefully some more Stephen toast references in the future goodbye Bye bye